We've all been there. We've all had the boss who has royally screwed up, royally screwed up a task. And then pulls us in and says, okay, you're now in charge of this. Uh, We need to get this fixed. Uh, We have 100 days to do it. And you're like, what the? You made the mess, and now I have to clean this up? Folks, that's what's happening at the border. Biden has created and exacerbated a crisis by moving so quickly in response to the woke mob with his executive orders, unwinding what Trump had already had in place, and now we truly have a crisis, a crisis of epic proportion. It's Friday, so you're listening to The Deems List, our Week in Review segment here at The Eric Deems Show, and what a week we have had. We're going to get to it, the border crisis, illegal immigrants crossing at uh, record numbers, the Suez Canal, you just can't fit through right now. You're not going to get through it. It's like a beached whale in the middle. We'll talk more about that. Phone calls. Whatever happened to the phone call? Why is it now that we all have to be on a Zoom call? Yeah, we're going to talk about what that is doing. Uh, Virginia abolishes the death penalty. We're celebrating that and ready for every other state to follow suit. I'm your chief, the chief here at the Eric Deem Show, wearing the headdress so that you don't have to. As always, you can reach me, Chief, at ericdeemshow.com, on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Eric Deem Show. I want to hear any comment you have, pithy or otherwise. I really appreciate the encouragement that we've uh, been receiving for the thousands tuning in, the millions who wish they were. Thank you for continuing to share and subscribe. I really appreciate it as we're on this journey of... Uh, bringing my dulcet tones to the airwaves, tickling the ears with the pragmatic prowess I grew up with, this notion that cultural stewardship falls to each of us. There is personal responsibility, and the individual reigns supreme. Welcome to America, an America that we can all believe in because we have a great foundation and we are in the majority despite what your woke social media feeds are telling you. So, how many of you watched Joe Biden? Watch Joe Biden. His first, first of all, could you imagine not having to do much for 65 days in a job? I mean, literally, the guy waited until day 65, day, day 65 before coming out and talking to people. And uh, I'm not even so sure if that's what you would call it. Um, as you've heard me talk about before, the guy's an impeccable dresser. He's got some great people around him. When they wake him up and, and prop him up and get him dressed and um, kind of get, get him up and running, remind him of who he is and, and where he is and, and, and what he needs to be doing, they give him his little note cards that tell him everything he needs to say. Um, they give him the little pictures of who the people are so he can uh, recognize them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to watch this guy, um, mostly because he didn't have the pocket square. I was looking in to see where is the pocket square. He always has a great pocket square that uh, kind of accentuates some of that, uh, some of the colors or the, the patterns in the tie, and we just didn't even get that. So instead, we were left to listen to him. I actually listened to it on radio and then went back and watched it. And it was it was just as bad as I thought. It was worse to watch 
because you could see the cognitive decline in the middle of sentences. You could just see it break off right in the middle of talking. Um, And then he always brings out the, come on, man. (laughs) Do you think it's acceptable what's happening? Come on. You know, it's, you know, Joe, that's really nice. And it's, um, you know, it's folksy, connects with people. But we all know you're the puppet. We all know you're just the front act, half the stage. You know, I, I had an acting career. That's right. I was Deadwood Dick in the uh, 1890s melodrama that we acted out there in the high school, Belpre High School at the historic Smoot Theater. One of the things I recall from uh, being on stage there at the historic Smoot Theater in Parkersburg, West Virginia, I encourage you to check it out. The original Munchkins. Can you even say that anymore? Munchkins? Well, that's what they were. The original Munchkins performed on that stage. I'd been there for well over a century. Anyway, one of the things I learned by performing on that stage was um, how you could cut off half the stage. So you just pull a kind of a fake backdrop, but at center stage, you're only using the front half, while in the background, real work is happening to set up the next scene. So they have the blue lights in the back, you know, so it doesn't detract from any of the lighting on the front part of the stage, wherever that current scene is being portrayed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that is what we are observing. Joe Biden is on the front half of the stage. Meanwhile, behind the curtain, they're setting up for the next stage. And they realized that... Uh, When they tried to play somewhat nice, and they weren't nice, when the left tried to play somewhat nice by having a really well-spoken person by the name of Barack Obama, the Messiah of the left, when he was up there and and trying to be friends and had a Senate background, you know, he was in the Senate long enough to learn where the restrooms were, and and then he suddenly was running for president, but um, they realized we can't play that way anymore. So they're doubling down, they're getting all of these actions in place because they know that Joe isn't going to be around much longer, and, and he even knows that. When they asked him, are you planning to run for 2024? You haven't started a re-election campaign yet. He, he, he quips with a joke about Trump, um, and that's when you know. When you have to resort to jokes to sidestep answering the question, you know, Joe. You know you're not even going to finish the first term. My question is, is it this summer? Whenever they kick him out? Is it this summer? Is that what's going to happen? Well, so let's actually dive a little deeper into what he said. Um, he's talking about this, this migration situation. Folks, there's a real problem at our border. When Obama was president, there were a 1,000 people coming across the border, and they called it a crisis. We have a crisis at the southern border. Remember that? It was accepted. That's what it was. The Trump administration focused on the border, build the wall, right? Well, that's just one piece of it. They were focused on uh, getting the border under control to prevent the traffickers, the, uh, the murderers, the rapists, anybody coming over illegally, even the families, even the people leaving persecution and problems, seeking asylum. There's still a legal path for doing it. When you ignore that, then all of the bad guys get mixed in with the good guys or the folks seeking a better future. I'm all for people bettering themselves. That's the American story. 
But there's a legal process and a path for doing it. And Trump's rhetoric got in the way most of the time on, on just about everything, but especially on migration, immigration. But now we have 6,000 migrants pouring across the southern border, the southwestern border, every day. 6,000. Six times as many under the Obama administration at its peak. And we're still refusing to call it a crisis? Man, it is a crisis. Gallup came out with a poll. They, uh, let's see, 42 million want to migrate to the U.S. Oh, my goodness. So uh, according to the story, we'll post it in the show notes, there are 33 countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. Roughly 450 million adults live in that region. Gallup asked them if they would like to move to another country permanently if they could. A whopping 27% said yes. In real numbers, that means 120 million want to migrate somewhere. Gallup then went a little further and said, where would you like to move? Of those who want to leave their country permanently, 35% or 42 million said they want to go to the United States. We should not be surprised. Those countries have benefited tremendously from the wealth of these United States by tourism, by the growth in commerce and international trade, because we uphold a meritocracy and the ability where anybody can succeed regardless of your starting point, your starting position in life. That has never been truer than it is today. And these places know it. These places are filled with corruption, terrible schools, health care, can't even get supplies. Their supply chains are messed up because it's crooked. We have the greatest system. We have the greatest gig going in the world. And the proof's in the pudding. You all know it. So I'm just reminding you, it's okay to be proud of these United States. It's okay to be proud of our country. It's okay. Furthermore, Biden's plan is going to house illegal immigrants in hotels at the cost, have you seen this? $72,000 per border crosser. That's right. It's, un, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. In a fresh twist on the Biden administration's decision to house illegal immigrants at hotel facilities, this must be their stimulus. This is the way they're giving back for shutting them down for so long. The man-made crisis that was COVID in this country. Housing illegal immigrants at hotel facilities, crunching the numbers on the $86.9 million that is set to be spent on 1,239 beds, shows that the cost of U.S. taxpayers will be nearly $72,000 per border crosser that is housed. And if you've watched anything about the news, the fact that they're going to convention centers in Dallas, people are beside themselves. Even the governor of Texas is wondering why he was not consulted on this uh, negotiation when it is his state. You don't mess with Texas. If anybody knows that it, it's uh, everybody around Texas. <laughs> so we have a real crisis at our border, an immigration crisis, but because the woke mob is controlling what's actually on the front half of the stage, Joe Biden, he doesn't know what to do. He's not a principled man. He just says whatever is put in front of him, whatever the teleprompter says, whatever the, the gaffe of the day needs to be to keep people laughing. But I remember not too long ago 
when Donald Trump was having to drink out of a water glass with two hands, it how many headlines did it spark about, oh my, his cognitive decline? Are we sure that the president's okay? Or how about on a rainy day when he's walking down a ramp without an, uh, a handrail and he's wearing leather shoes because that's what successful men do, and so he's slowly walking. Uh, he can't walk down a ramp. Come on, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have a president who gets up there and, and can't even finish a sentence without blank stares. Always looks like he's just kind of lost. The eyes are wide open uh, on who are these people and, and what's going I mean, we, we've called it elder abuse before. It's elder abuse. His family should be ashamed of themselves. I know he always wanted to be president, but he wanted to be president when he knew he was president. Not now. Of course... You know, they're able to solidify their backroom deals and their illegal deals with China, Ukraine, you know it. All that's been swept under the rug. Um, what, what, what a world we're living in. Speaking of the world, the Suez Canal, very important for getting goods and services to Europe, uh, especially important to the, the transportation of oil. Well, massive container ship, Ever Given, as it was, as it were, it's the name of it, Ever Given. It's still stuck in the Suez Canal, and they think it could take weeks to get it out. Folks, if you know where this is, um, it's where humanity began. And um, if you're trying to get through, that's the easiest way to get into the Mediterranean and then access Europe. If you don't have that open, you have to go all the way south, below... Africa, and then come back up the other side of Africa, the western side of Africa, to get up to Europe. That's going to increase cost. It, this is going to be very problematic. Apparently, it was only... Um, ships have gotten so much bigger since um, this canal was built, and any other canal for that matter, that now you only had about 25 meters on both sides. And they're saying that it was a, a wind gust that uh, got, the, got them out of control. We're seeing more and more of these kinds of ship... Issue, but when you look at the ships, we're making them bigger than they probably ever were intended to be. We're stacking them full. Um, they're engineering feats. I look at it and I'm just amazed. But uh, we're going to be able to use this now as a way to blame the increase of gasoline, the cost of gasoline, because well, it's the Suez Canal. It's it's not uh, Biden killing jobs and stopping pipelines. No, 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 that would never have anything to do with it. This is because of the Suez Canal. Blame appropriately. Well, there you have it. So we waited 65 days uh, for Biden to come out. I still can't get over that. Day 65 to show up and talk to the press. And he didn't really talk to the press. And the press never really asked any questions. You know, you don't want to be abusive to your, to your uh, elderly grandparent. So, you know, I can understand why these folks, I mean, this was supposed to be their savior. Um, they're all disappointed in him. A lot of folks on the left are disappointed in him. They can't wait for Kami Kamala to jump up. But um, anyway, Suez Canal, we've hit on the Suez Canal, we've hit on the border crisis, we've hit on Joe Biden not wearing a pocket square, which really, really ticked me off. I was there for it. Virginia abolishes the death penalty. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know that we are anti-death penalty here. Uh, two deaths don't make it right. Uh, and more than that, um, 
You may say, well, yes, it does. Well, that's fine. Take an economic approach to it. Have you ever looked at how much money we waste in, in the back and forth? If somebody's convicted and guilty, the, the appeals process, which we need to protect, that's the America way. We, the, the fact that anybody innocent could be wrongly put to death is troubling to me. And one life is enough. And we've put several people, hundreds of people, in recent memory, to death um, unnecessarily. Innocent lives. And this goes back over since the founding of our country. So we have to, um, I think it's responsible to eliminate the death penalty. Um, and that's all part of a whole bunch of other judicial reforms that, that, that probably need to take place. We already know about that. But Virginia did it. I think the rest of the South needs to look at it. There are groups popping up now in Tennessee. There's a Southern group, conservatives, um, coming out against the death penalty, wanting to have a conversation about it. You've got to have a conversation. The beautiful thing about this issue is it's not left or right. It's a bipartisan issue. Folks on the right and folks on the left come at it, whether it's religious reasons that you don't kill people, whether it's economics in that we're wasting millions of dollars per appeal process versus you know the thirty to $50,000 per year that we would be spending on the inmate anyway, adding millions to that. Well, who's paying it? The taxpayer is paying for that. So there's a fiscal argument to be made. There's some other great arguments out there. We'll post a link in the show notes for you to learn more about the reasons behind this and why you, too, should be anti-death penalty. And, you know, if you really believe in this, you should probably get one of those overlays on your profile picture. That's right. I know everybody is, the, the woke people are so good, and the virtue signalers, you know, you're so brave. You're so brave by getting your the overlay on your profile pictures. Some of you still have it up there for Biden. You know, he's your guy. Oh, you got your Fauci ouchie. How brave of you. And so you get it. Well, you know, you could put one of these up there for stop killing innocent people. And uh, I know some of the left won't do that because we may be talking about unborn babies and well, we got to draw the line somewhere. But um, anyway, anyway, moving right along to a great article I found, which I love. Go ahead, turn off your camera. Video calls are breeding Zoom dysphoria and hurting productivity. This is an article from Business Insider. And is really, really good. First, I'm really tired of every meeting invite that I get being a Zoom call. Let's get back to having coffee together, not virtual coffees. Let's get back in the office together. Um, I mean, what is this going to do to the future? We already know that the future of the office environment is going to be changed. People aren't necessarily going to want to go back to the office. You have to give up your Zoom backgrounds. You've been collecting these for the last year. We thought it was only going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. We're at week 54. Folks, I did a debrief on this week's episode of The Eric Theme Show. It ran a little longer than usual, but I think you'll appreciate it, and I know you'll love it. If nothing else, you'll appreciate the tickling of your ears that these dulcet tones will do as, uh, as oysters become extinct, as the pearls continued to flow from my lips. <laughs> you'll love it, and uh, I enjoyed it. Brought in a lot of listener feedback, folks that I've been talking with, uh, friends, family, loved ones, business associates, and otherwise, 
A lot of folks are going through a difficult times adjusting to a new, new normal, right? Well, Zoom and, uh, and all that part of it, how we work is part of that, how we define ourselves as men and women is all part of that. And I, I go uh, into a lot of that and, and mention some of the topics and subjects we've talked about. So be sure to go back and listen to that and be brave. Turn off the camera, pour the pot of coffee, invite the person over, go out to a restaurant. Meetings can happen in person. It's okay. That's your weekend review here, the Eric Deems Show. The Deems List on this, March 26th, 2021. Spring is here. Easter is around the corner. And summer is right behind it.